All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk all things sport, all things rugby league. It's finals time. Um, if you are new here, we release horse racing podcasts, which we have already. There's two that go out each week, one looking towards Melbourne Saturday, the other towards Sydney. They're out there, but this one is all things sport and especially leading into NRL finals. So my name's Zach. Uh, got the regular crew joining me, Tom and Kohai. Kohai and myself, diehard Manly fans going head-to-head with Tom Friday night uh, for the first game of the finals. So that's going to be good. And we're going to cover everything else um, happening in league and then go through all the games and how we're going to bet and how we're going to part with our money and hopefully bring in some extra cash. Uh, boys, welcome in. I'll start with you, Kohai, you Manly man. How are you? Fantastic. What a game tomorrow night is going to be. Absolute blockbuster. What do you reckon? I'm pumped. Yeah, you pumped, Tom? Mate, I reckon I'll go with what Desi's saying. Maybe Melbourne are impossible to beat. Um, <laughs> nah, mate, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a good game. They always sort of have the – they always put the best game on that Friday night, first week of finals, to really get everyone going. And I can't think of two teams um, that really are going to go at each other like Mel- Melbourne and Manly do. Mate, I'm looking at like a I'm looking at a Manly Storm Grand Final. Um, it could be a trilogy fight. We know we we got the first one. You boys were absolute just cheating scumbags, and the second one there was no Cam Smith. This third one, we just might just put the put the body in the ground, eh? What do you reckon, King? Forty nil speaks volumes, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, before we, before we get into all the, before we get into all them, um, obviously this is a fucking sick time of year. I love this. I love finals footy. Um, the fact that we've got two proper teams going at it um, with very minimal injuries, especially on our front. You guys obviously missing out Okar and possibly Munster and a few, but hopefully they all get to play. But we'll go over a couple of other things before we get into the games and. The first thing that I just read, so probably not the biggest news in the world, but the thing I just read um, just before we start was that BJ Lelua, one of the greats of rugby league, he is now on a pathway to move to prop to try and reignite his career. So BJ, you know, he's not the worst player in the world. His defense is horrible, but he's a very, he's a bit of a handful when he's on. But Tommy, you were saying that he was one of your most hated players even when he was at the Knights. Yeah, mate, he's always been one of my most hated players. I just – he doesn't reek of team at all. He just sort of acts for himself. And, like, even when he's when he was playing with his brother, he sort of just had brain snaps. And sort of this kind of guy that um, the Tigers don't need. And I, I think I'll talk about, about it a bit more later when we're talking about Madge and that. But, um, mate, I, I don't think we see him in first grade ever again. We can talk Madge now if you want. You want to get into that? Yeah, mate. Um, well, I, we'll talk about Paul Green. I mean, Paul Green now um, refusing to – well, not refusing, but saying that his needs aren't met if he wants um, the flexibility to get out if a top NRL job comes available and Queensland want to lock down someone a bit more full-time. And the drums are sort of beating that Paul Green might go to the Tigers because currently – they're the only sort of ones that might sack their coach. I mean, Madge hasn't had a lot of luck. I've, um, if you listen to Kenty, he said a couple of times that um, sort of the board were the ones um, that signed people like Joey Leilua and James Roberts. I mean, after they got burnt by Ivan Cleary and he 
when they signed him, he said he wanted full control of the player roster and they were hesitant, but they said, yeah, you can do it. And then he sort of just ruined them and then left. It was a bit hard done by and they're a bit shot, bit gun shy now when it comes to a coach. It makes sense. Um, one from left field, I reckon if they are going to sack Madge, or I reckon even if you re-sign Madge for a year or you keep him on for another year and you really want to target a coach, target a coach that players want to go to a club and we've seen Tiger Town in the new facilities, like they look all great, but you need you really need a coach that um, players can follow. I reckon Freddie, I reckon Freddie would be an amazing coach. Um, he's brought so many different players um, up all around New South Wales. He's been successful with the New South Wales side. Players seem to be obsessed with him. Like, uh, if I were the Tigers and really wanted, really want to build the area, and that's the other thing, yeah. he's really good for pathways. Like, he could 100%. set up a whole thing in the western Western Sydney, bring in all these young players through. I'd be, I'd be chatting to Freddie now, and Lee Hadjapan tell us who's the head of Brighton's lawyers, who also sponsor the New South Wales team, and Freddie. I'd be you getting through them calling, a few times, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I'll you know them you. well. But yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd just be talking to Freddie now and be like, "Mate, you can do do your Channel Nine stuff, do this, but we want you full time as a full time NRL coach. Put some caveats, whatever you whatever you need to get Freddie across." And I reckon I could reckon he's the kind of guy that could really rebuild the Tigers. What do you guys reckon? I just I think Flanagan and Paul Green are probably yeah they're they're probably good feelings, but I just think Freddie's. A, Throbber on the rise. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I've, I've had this argument with my friends the other week. I think I mentioned it to you that my mates think that just because you're a guru like Freddie and Joey, that means that you're a bit of a space cadet and you can't handle the rigorous of like week to week NRL. Yes, you can do a spans of like six weeks Origin and whatnot. And I disagree. I think Freddie would be fantastic, but there are those critics out there that think that they couldn't cop the week to week stuff. Yes, he did go to the Roosters and it sort of fell apart, but he's done a lot of growing up since then, I reckon. A hundred percent, Zach. And you look at like some of the other NRL coaches like um, Bellamy, Dez, like they're all characters, but you can also feel you like there's so many other coaches around you. Feel, feel your other stuff, whether your X's and O's guys that can drill and train them. But you you want a head figure like Brad Fittler yep. is someone that you can really like get players to come, get pathways through, get like the decent side of players and then you can use your other coaches for all the other players and stuff. I reckon Freddie would be a great – I reckon I just reckon he'd be a great um, boys, NRL yeah, coach. Boys, yes or no, do you sack Madge? And bring in. I who, wouldn't are you saying. Do you, I mean? Do you, do you get rid of Madge? I personally think like, I think Madge has been great for the club, and I think he still has. He's just got that fire that you need for a coach. But as it stands right now, do you sack him or do you keep him? Well, the other thing, Coe, is what there's 1.6 million dollars still for the Tigers next year. If mm. you, if you could get someone like a Wayne Bennett. For one there. year, with that money, with one point six money for a one year hit, yeah. If I'm looking at a Paul Green, Shane Flanagan, Cameron Serraldo, no, I'm not doing it. Not unless I'm getting a Freddie Fittler or a Wayne Bennett. I'd, I'd maybe give Madge an ultimatum: finals next year, or you're gone, just to try and um, improve some, something. But I wouldn't be sacking Madge unless you got a real decent coach in mind. I don't think Paul Green's the answer. And uh, Tommy, speaking of a fit, like, I, I love the idea as well. And I'd, 
I think the biggest, I mean, minus the boardroom chat that, you know, it's behind closed doors, so to speak. So we don't know the ins and outs totally, but they just need to, the brand and the image of the club just needs to change. It, I, I think Freddie bring a great asset outside of that kind of coaching aspect. He's a great coach. He has been for the last couple of years for the the origin side. No, no denying that. But I think they just need to, more or less, they almost need to swing for the fence. They've well, had these up. Yeah. The one, the one other thing I'd say with this money that they've got, and if they're going to stick with Madge, they need like because apparently their finances, like they've built all these new like uh, demountables with all this like great stuff for at Concord or whatever. Um, the membership and the club side financially doing it's sensational, but the, the club just keep losing. Then something needs to be changed there. If I'm looking at the Tigers, they need a leader. Like you saw in those Tigers, tales from Tiger Town, that they need someone to really step them up and like kick them into gear player wise. Like Match can't be the one doing it. You know who I would target with that? It's a real left field sort of solution. I'd be looking at Sam Burgess. I'd be saying, can he come back? He's been medically retired. Can he? He'd be one guy that would set standards at the West Tigers. Really kick him into gear and be like, come on, boys, yeah. come with me. You know, him, him and Madge have won a grand final before. I reckon he's exactly who Madge needs on the Tigers side, on the players' side of things, um, training wise. Can't see the Tigers. He, 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 can't see he, the Tigers. He knows what it him. takes, mate. If but, they offered him one point two million dollars, I reckon he'd be there in a heartbeat and you could get him back even though he's been medically retired. I think the three years has passed since he's retired that he could come back. I can't see South signing him. I, I think they need a lot more money in their cap. But, mate, it, uh, stranger things have happened. I think that the fact think, that he's had a lot of bad press is probably a big thing too for them not to take him. Well, but, I reckon, but at the same, I reckon that's might great. Be a thing, SAS might be a thing that we see a different side of Sam Burgess and maybe the public already forgive him because there are a lot of reports that what Phoebe was saying um, wasn't meeting a lot of what actually happened. I'm not condoning a single thing he did. He um, he did drugs. He drove with his kid in the back car. Mate, that's just fucking not on. He's obviously got a lot of addiction problems that he needs to work through, but if he can get his head right, body right, everything right – I think he'd be a great fit for a team like the West Tigers. Could he be someone that you, your club could just pick up as a more so as a mentor? You know, like if oh, you're massively, Coey. Yeah, yeah I I, think, the coaching role. I think that'd be fantastic. I think more as a specialist, you know, just the sports psychology sort of things. I think that'd just be beneficial. He knows what it takes to win games, and on top of that, he he's been through the rings with the media. Over and over again, good and bad. He could get the the mentality in these ingrained in these players, these young bodies that are just struggling, like the West Tigers are. I, I think it'd be totally beneficial for someone like him. Not necessarily him, because I mean, him leaving the South could be. I mean, I don't think he ever will. To be absolutely honest, I think he's through and through now. But someone like him would be so beneficial. I think it's just. It's so imperative with social media and everything else nowadays that you just need to have, yeah, you can have your on-site sports psychologist for the team, but at the same time, they don't they don't live through what exactly a player goes through. I think being an ex-player 
in the current environment is such a big plus if you've gone through 10 rounds, you know? So I, I totally agree with Tommy. I just think it'd be, it'd be very positive in that nature and the whole press would be on board it and no doubt they'll find something negative to talk about, but... At least they're talking. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Um, can we see Billy Slater coaching Origin? Mm, um, no. Why not? <laughs> Mate, Mal... Mal <laughs> no, Mal wasn't... We're talking, about X, we're talking about X's and O's sort of people again. Billy's probably not like that, but look at he, look what he's done. He had... Um, first of all, Jerome Hughes was the next fullback off. He trained him so well, he went into halfback. The next fullback you had was Scott Drinkwater, now a 5'8". Going pretty, um, doing great things himself at the Cowboys, not the team. Then he had Ryan Pappenhausen. Then he had Nico Hines. Four players that have turned into pretty good players. I reckon. I reckon he sees the game pretty well, and I reckon they'd have worse, um, a lot worse people going for the yeah, job than Billy Slater. True. He's probably he's probably a pretty good chance. Um, Suncorp gets the grand final. Um, look, I know we've had it forever, but I'm not. I'm not mad about it. I don't mind. I'm mine. What do you reckon, Tom? Yeah, a bit of a no-brainer, just um, Sydney going through COVID and Queensland um, hosting all the games up there. I reckon the NRL's done pretty well to get $4 million out off the Queensland government for it, um, make a bit of money back from all the spending putting the clubs up there. I think I think it's just a no-brainer why you can't have any games in Sydney. And what they've done um, with the Sydney stuff as well, they actually um, don't give up this one game this year as part of their contract, their contract actually just moves back a year. So they signed it for the next 25 years. They have grand finals. Yeah. Finals in Sydney, essentially, this year just gets pushed back a year so they get the next 25 yeah. years so um, next- of grand finals there. So give this Queensland one. Everyone will remember this season. There's the Queensland season. They had three origins, had the grand final. You could have crowds up there and then back to Sydney where it should be um, next year. Yeah. And... Yeah, so it's, it's, it is a it is a no brainer. Um, Warriors go to Redcliffe. They've got another. Uh, it's pretty brutal for them, but we, we obviously owe the Warriors a lot. Um, but what we also owe a lot is um, for Matt Lodge entertaining us last weekend. Um, just going to mention the Titans game. Obviously, Titans have made the eight huge odds. They were seven dollars or big outsiders to make it. You see that Canberra were no good. Sharks shit the bed against the Storm, and Titans came out and just pumped the Warriors, who were so ordinary. Um, Matt Lodge was going toe to toe with was it, who was it? Wallace, Jared Wallace, Wallace, would you yeah. give him any chance in a fight? Yeah, well, h- how funny was the whole, like, sign the contract? Sign the contract. Mate, it, um, I'd probably be back in Matt Lodge in that. I think, yeah. Um, well, Matt Lodge, like, he, he came out and did an apology as well. Look, I, I understand the guy's a piece of crap, but he's he put down an apology. We're sort of getting – he's getting rinsed by the crowd left, right, and center. Um but then again, he does he does himself no favors. You know, the carry on on the field, and then walking off, give, flipping the bird, swearing, carrying on. Hey, he does heads. Well, what about like Matt Lodge? Like, put behind him whatever he's done, but he was still allowed back in the game for that mistake. And then you've got Lachlan Lewis, <laughs> yeah, mate. who can't get a contract for playing a joke apparently and costing the NRL three hundred bucks by putting a speaker online, like. There's just some weird double standards, man. And Matt Lodge and Kane Evans, like, Kane they're Evans. just not good looks on the game. <laughs> like, it just, mate, you, the Warriors have done so well and they've got such really good press. And then you just have these couple of guys that are absolutely gooses and Kane really Evans hurting the club. Is a six pack short, big time. 
Even 12 packs short of the case. He just he doesn't That's he doesn't scare about throwing them. Oh, 100%. When the whole point is well, you can't I, throw I, punches. I wouldn't be backing him. Yeah, I wouldn't be backing him in a fight because he missed a lot of them um, on um, Sunday. But I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to get in the ring with him. That's for sure. No, no. I think that who was the video with him shadow boxing and he was um, Dylan Napa. Do you remember that video? No. Yeah, one, one of the greats. One of the greats. Um, look. Warriors were shit house. Obviously, we, we, we thank the Warriors, but God, they were ordinary on the weekend. Um, there's chat about kick out. What's the kick out chat? Um, Dragons are going to offer him $900,000 a season, which is probably why Sims can't get an upgrade because they're going pretty hard for kick out. Um, I don't think Penrith can afford to keep him on that sort of money. And yeah, the Dragons going to unleash the bank to. To get him, so um, I don't know if he's worth that much. I don't think any back rower really is worth that much, not unless you're playing in the middle. It's big money. Is is there any word of where Tariq is heading? Like, I mean, I've heard murmurs, but is there anything official? No, nah, nothing yet. I, I reckon Tigers should. He'd be one that Tigers should sort of go after. No one wants to go to the Tigers. Yeah, that's, that's the They're thing. Why would you go? Um, a good little stat I read before, I think you gave me one just as well, but... Benji Marshall debuted in the NRL before Blake Taff was born. That's a good start. It's not so. Who was the other it's one you said nuts. about Campbell? So Josh Morris debuted against Preston Campbell and now this Saturday oh, wow. um, playing Jaden. That's amazing. That is pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty sick. There was chat before the other day that someone put it out that Tom Draboyevich could play till he's 40. Look, I'm not complaining if that's the case. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty mm. hectic if that's... You'd have to get him from the course, though, if that were the case. That's fine, mate. Um, over the uh, over the games last week, obviously the Roosters pumped the Raiders. The Raiders were no good. The Roosters were impressive. I thought the Roosters were pretty good. Um, Tommy, you guys rested a bunch of players um, and beat the Sharks. Um, Sharks were pretty ordinary, I thought. Obviously, Paps is back. Paps got himself a hat-trick. He played really well. Um you see that Nico Hines, I think, is um, – I can't remember how much he, he played in the halves. Is he going to play in the halves at the Sharks? Are they going to keep Will Kennedy at I fullback? I think so. Yeah, I think they'll keep Will Kennedy at fullback. And they've re-signed Moylan, but also they've got – Trindle's played pretty well there. That um, Metcalf off the bench has been killing it too. Yeah. So That's I reckon they can play him in the – Yeah, they can play Nico in a few spots. Um, doesn't really matter, man. He'll carve up wherever. Tommy, do you – do you reckon uh, Moylan's going to be the 14? Moylan goes all right. Well, it's hard, Coey, because he, he goes all right when he's fit. But yeah, um, no, he just, agree. that hammy's just so risky. It's almost, uh, th- that's kind of where I was get, heading to. Like, it's, you want someone that's fit and going to be consistently playing. So you naturally have to put Hines starting. And, I mean, Moylan's no spring chicken anymore. I think he's coming close to 30 now. He must be anyway. Um, you with his injury concerns and everything else, you just have to – well, you're not going to stick him in centre or essentially anywhere else, especially if Will Kennedy's still there. So I think Moylan goes eyes, all right, eh? I think he goes all right when he's fit, like Tommy said, but I just think that you need to have – I mean, I guess pre-season training will be imperative for who gets selected where, but I just – at the moment, I mean, I have to assume that Hines goes straight into the halves and – 
Kennedy stays where he is, whereby leaving Moylan at 14. Like, I don't think there's too much option. True. Um, the other two games that were a bit bizarre, obviously we talked about the Titans winning 44-zip against the Warriors. The Bulldogs, somehow, I get the Tigers suck, but the Bulldogs also suck. And the fact that they came out and won 38-0 is bizarre. Uh, ruined a full round for me, once I say again. Um, with another with another bookmaker, um, I saw a bet where someone put $1 for the Titans mm. to win to zero and the Dogs to win to zero. The odds were 13000 to one, which the Dogs the were paying $434 just to win to zero, which is hectic. Is I would never have thought yeah. that would be anything like it, right? So they got a dollar, they turned into thirteen grand. Is this the case where you go, fuck, how do I not just have five bucks on it? When you, the odds are like that, who knows? Maybe they maybe they knock those sort of odds back. I don't know because you know they don't really want to be offering seventy thousand. I wouldn't even bucks. know where to find that market. Eh? Like, oh, I've, don't worry, I looked um, straight away. I found it, I found it straight <laughs> it's such away. A ballsy, but even a dollar's ballsy. It's not like, ballsy. You go, oh, massively, like thirteen grand. You're like, oh, that's never going to come off for a dollar. Especially, oh, I, I never thought the Tigers would get smashed. Like even watching Tiger Town and all that. Um, by the Bulldogs, like, I didn't see it coming, and um, even the Titans Warriors one, I thought would be a lot closer. So, I, I think it's uh, there's no way you have five bucks on that. Well, I, I reckon he'd be thanking his lucky stars he had a dollar on it. That's what I mean. Like these sort of things, obviously, like bookies are probably going to like wind this back in now as well because people are going to be thinking about it. Says so a dollar is good. He's it's probably a- he's probably had about twenty other bets similar at a dollar as well. So he lost twenty. He spent twenty hopefully- bucks. Yeah, hopefully one of them paid off. Oh, 20 bucks into 13 large. I'm sure he's pretty what happy. A, what about the manly one? What about the manly guy who, yeah, or, yeah. Oh, the group of boys, that? the punters club, oh, just need 6, um, just need the unders to get up. And this is why you never cheer home the unders. Yeah, like, don't. it's just the worst feeling. And then Ruben, all he has to do is walk dead, which... That's not how we do. He, it's not how we play. And uh, you, you just... You, Still that would be sick. Wouldn't Look, we've had some sick beats with that, especially with all your mates oh. and like cheering home and whatnot and seeing like Cherry Evans like get into place and then put his foot down, banana kick, and you know it's that prick Tom Trebojevic oh. there to score. That would have been so sickening. Then they would have gone to the video. Then they would have gone to the video ref because they were like, shit, did he go dead? So they would have been sweating that for about yeah. a minute and then seeing it not. It was for 6,000. Mate, there is no bigger earlier crow in the last five years, I reckon, than that. Oh, it's not that. It's not. You would just. No, nah, you would have thought. You yeah. would have just thought, uh, end of the game. Really, yeah. Uh, it would just run it. Of course. Dead. They're into the grand fight. They're into the finals next week. He's not going to be carry on. Game's over. <laughs> it's so far. I reckon Sick I reckon it's still an early crow. Like, play's still going. Don't oh. fucking. Yeah, I, I think that's just how. It how works. often do people like like a halfback or whatever get the ball and just kick it in, into the sideline? Nine oh, yeah, nine point I mean, nine times out of ten, very rarely do teams try and do that. That's the longest try um, in history. But so same, same as a race, same as a race call of early crow. Nine point nine times out of ten, they they won't, they'll call it home correctly. But that's oh, how an early crow is, isn't it? Uh, I think it's a bit different. I think that I think I would have been cheering as well. Knowing that he's sprinting home and getting the ball, I would have been cheering too. But it's probably one of the sickest beats. If people haven't seen that, you'll be able to find it somewhere. Um, it's it's pretty pretty brutal viewing. Um, it's often. yuck. It's so it's so yuck. Um, all right. Well, let's just go to now. Let's go to the let's go to the games. All right. So us boys, Tom and Tom's up against uh, myself and Kohai. Kohai, I just was looking at the teams just then. Since when is um is 
Croker out. We've got Carl Lawton starting at nine. Yeah, I, I did see that, but it, is Desi just playing mind games? But he's not is even he's not even on extended bench. He's just put the like the proper finished oh, list. Even, not, no, he's not even on the extended. No, you got well, Dylan I mean, Walker cut- obviously at fourteen. But there's the extent, like the proper reserves are Sipley and Sully, their 18th and 19th man. But yeah, I didn't. I don't remember Croker getting injured. Do you remember Tom? He, he came uh, off. Did he? He came off. He came off, but I thought it was just a, you know, like a interchange, more or, right. or less. I didn't think anything of it. Like, all right. Well, if we look at it, we got Storm dollar thirty seven, Manly three fifteen. The line is eight and a half. Uh, I can tell you that working at Tab. Money is nearly uh, 80% Manly's favour. So for this game, obviously I'm thinking, mate, it's just, I'm assuming because of the price, I think $3, they look at a team with Tom Trebojevic and what they've been doing lately. But that's a big swing in Manly's favour for the outsider. If we look at the team, though, we go through a few key matchups, none other, I guess, than Ryan Papenhaus and Tom Trebojevic. Obviously, perhaps big fan of the show, we're good mates with him and whatnot, but, mate, I'm... The form Tom's in, I think he already peaks Jared Hayne, and I think he beats uh, Ben Barber's form. I understand that people are going to say he has to get him to the grand final and whatnot, but the shit he's doing, the thing that he did last week, the try where he beat nine Cowboys players or whatever and scored, I loved Brandy's, <laughs> Brandy's commentating as well. I'd love to, I would love. I don't know how what he got in Supercoach, but it would have been fucking huge, Tom. Uh, I am as my captain. And did you really? got about... 400 I, I had about eight plays missing because so many teams had rested and I still almost won uh, the the super coach grand final but um yeah got 450 where the captains here so half of that but um uh, who's the one team that he struggled against if you can say he struggled once this year yeah, and I the think- team that can shut him down would be Melbourne and I reckon I reckon they've got to find something else apart from Turbo. They can't just rely on Turbo in this game. Yeah. In saying that, man, um, their strength is Turbo to Garrick and Melbourne's weakness is that is that right side. So, mate, I, I think I think Manly are massively up for this game. I think Addo Carr is a massive loss to Melbourne. Their wingers... Um, Lumi Lumi. Jennings. Well, Jennings also got um, a few knee problems and he hasn't had a game back since... Redoing his knee, so um. Are you thinking think Munster will play? No, I reckon he will. Yeah. I reckon that's a bit of um. Well, he's definitely yeah, not one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I still reckon he plays. I reckon Munster would he he just be like, no, nah, I'm playing. I'm just playing. He's he's one. He's a big game player. But one thing I, again, just these wingers to Melbourne. I just something doesn't seem right. I reckon Bellamy might have been – I reckon Nico might have even been training at centre or even wing um, in the last few weeks just um, just to shore up one side and he might surprise it an hour before kickoff and name Hines um, at centre and really just throw a cat amongst the pigeons because mm. our, our wing's been really bad all year and I reckon putting Remus out there is a massive plus. So – Right. It might not happen. A lot of a few people call in for it, but um, apart from there, like Melbourne's biggest weakness, the wings, and I think Manly's biggest weakness, even with Croker, was your dummy half. Lawton's been playing pretty well, but he's been but he hasn't having been to adapt to that back row. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
All right, so if we look yeah. up, we look up backlines yeah. then. So Paps and Tom, wingers are Saab, Garrick, Lumi, Lumi, who's played the last couple of games for the Storm with George Jennings, who, you know, he's good and can score a heap of tries. Our centers, Brad Parker, the Ranger, Morgan Harper, the Pimp, and Olam, who's been a bit off, hasn't scored that many tries lately. He's been cost a few same games. Remus Smith, everyone knows him. And the halves, it's going to be juicy. So you Munster, if he plays, Jerome Hughes, he's flying. And Foran's just wound back the clock the last couple of months and DCE. So this back line, all across it is like, it's fucking mouthwatering, King. I 100% agree. I mean, I think the Tommy's right. The Crocus situation actually throws a spare in the works. But saying that, I, I guess it's... um. It's positive on our end that we've we've got actual Dylan Walker who's actually been playing really well he in has, the last yeah. couple of weeks. So you heard him play good Harry Grant on the other side. Yeah, good on you. But um, you guys are right too. But we're, but at least we've got a little bit of um, an option to cover the bases, so to speak. So the fact that he's been coming on at fourteen, get uh, at least for the last couple of weeks, is alleviated a bit more pressure off Cherry off. Uh, Foreign yeah. bit off Croker, so I think at least we've got that little bit that we can negate. Uh, whether he will play a bit more extended minutes now that Carl Lawton's in that nine role, I mean, I guess we'll find out. I mean, I reckon I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start Walker in the nine role at all. But saying no. that, I mean, if it comes to it, he could easily be rested and then Walker take take minutes. Walker could. He won't. He won't start. I doubt it. All I know yeah, is I che- Cheese is fucking shaking in his boots seeing Carl Lawton at nine. Oh, I mean, fuck. That's, <laughs> it's a big difference between Croker and Lawton, isn't it? Like it's it's. It'd be interesting to see how he he would have had the toughest fucking last week of training. I'll tell you that much. Fucking, it would have been run rugged. So. Not a not a bad bench but, for the Storm. Harry Grant, Tui. Kamakamika, Nelson, and Nico Hines. Four guys that would start in any other team. Yeah, I, I as I was saying before, like Manly's strength is that is playing a turbo strength was the wraparound and Garrick flying on the wing, which is Melbourne's weakness. And then Melbourne's strength is probably your Harry Grant yeah. coming on cheese one two punch, which is probably Manly's weakness without um Croker and a really recognised dummy half. So um, and just tiring in the middle as well, especially with Nelson getting near some quick play the ball. So I reckon it's I reckon it's gonna be a massive game. I, yeah. I can't see any team running away with it. I, I reckon it's either team by under ten points. Yeah. I think the plus eight and a half boys is just an absolute steal. Storm have been good I mean, at like running away with these things. What, what did they win by last time? And there was like some lucky tries I think it was on both. 10. Was it? There was lucky tries yeah. on both sides. I think Munster scored like a ridiculous lucky try. Obviously, Saab got an intercept and stuff. So they're the sort of things they're going to turn, turn this game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that the, try. Yeah, yeah. See, these things. They, they're the sort of things that are going to break the game, right? It's not going to be like the normal. I, I have normal to think shit. that it's going to be a fucking real defensive game, though. It has to be. I think it's going to be. Yeah. And we got Jake. for Manly going to be really strong, but um, like. If Jerome Hughes sees like oh, one player tied, he's just so good at picking the dummy. Him as well. Yeah. Oh, the dummy. How it's like you can see it every time, but he just picks the player so well. He's got some to toe. do it on, I and think, he gets through. He's so good. I think he's like um, he's deceivingly quick off the mark. So I think when he when he does that, he, his line breaks. I'd hate to know what they are this year. The line breaks that he gets and then gets one on one with a 
or two on one with the fullback, it just does my head in because you know they're just going to score. But yeah, I'm so pumped for this game, and I love that either way, but either team gets a second chance. So pretty pumped. Um, all right, so Tom, you don't normally bet on the storm, but if you were, what would you think? Are you with a plus, the minus, the overs, the unders? Someone I'm probably with Coie. I I think Manly, um, Manly with the start, Melbourne to win. If you want a same game multi, I reckon that's a bit juicy. And um, I've I've already done my multi for the round, but I've got I got something else in there that'll um, excite both of you there later in the um, in the multi for the weekend. <laughs> Very good. What about the you, Coie? What would be your bet? Oh, well, I mean, I'm already on the plus eight and a half. I've had a little little launch into that. Um, outside of that, I mean, fingers crossed. I think three fifteen in hindsight for Manly is probably, uh, if I were to bet, that's my bet. Um, I think there's quite a significant disparity: a dollar thirty-seven into three fifteen. I think us being Manly boys, we want the team win, and I reckon we have a red hot go at it. And three fifteen, I think that's juicy. Yeah, that's real juicy. Well, so, I mean, I'm gonna just just take that. And I hope for the best, essentially. Um, I think it's going to be fucking re- unreal. Well, if you're going to do that, I'm just going to go Ruben Garrick, Ruben Garrick to score. I'll take the 220 and fucking double my money. I think he's a, he's a shoe-in to score, especially like Tom said. The weaknesses are on the wings. Tom's going to loop. He's going to throw a cutout. Ruben's scored a 3 million points this year. He's a top point scorer. So, yeah, pumped. All pumped. Very keen. Um, the second game is the Roosters and the Titans. This is a pretty interesting game, I reckon. Um, Titans are going to be coming off cocky as hell after last week um, and then making the finals when most people probably didn't think they would. And the Roosters, obviously down on troops, are bringing back a bunch this week. Roosters $1.23. The Titans four twenty. The Lions eleven and a half. Obviously a uh, bit more in favour of the Roosters. They get the $1.85. Um we're bringing back Warrior Hargraves and Victor Radley. So there's some two big inclusions um, for the Roosters. And to me, I like how the Roosters have been playing footy. I love that they've got Teddy, Daniel Tupo, Josh Morris. Kieran's playing fantastic. He's good. He's been a bit of a hero. Drew Hutchison played his best game of the year the other week. So he's carving. Even they've stuck with Lachlan Lamb at seven as well. Um, but at the same time, Titans have been playing some good footy. They can upset some teams. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, one of the best games for the Titans last year, I mean, last week was um, a big thrashing against the um, Warriors who have, yeah, been disappointing this year, but they've always sort of hung in games. And you look at their team, um, the Titans, and Patriot 6 has been really good. David Fafita coming off the bench has been huge. Tino, Mo Fodawaka, Wallace was up and about last week, Kevin Proctor. And even their backs, Corey Thompson, Jaden, Jaden Campbell going really well. Some strong centers in Patrick Herbert. They're, they've been playing pretty well. And even people have been saying Fafita has been a bit disappointing this year. He scored more tries than anyone ever in a Titans jersey in a season. So, like him coming off the bench, he's still been doing pretty well for his limited time. But they reckon he's had a real problem, which has been the other thing. I reckon he, he needs to have a massive game, but... I reckon the Chalks will be looking at what the Titans have been doing and they'll try to put it to bed before he even gets on. Uh, Lachlan Lamb and Drew Hutchinson been going, have been going okay as the halves. Kieran, unreal last week, but I reckon I still reckon Sam Walker starts, whether it's Lamb or Hutchinson to the bench. Um, as he said, Zach, um, Radley back, 
um, Jared back and they played so well without those two last week and I just I just can't see it. I like they, how Hutchinson's um, been playing the lose. Oh, massively, man. Even Kieran and some of these names that come in, Ikevalu Ica, as well, like yeah. the lesser-known names, they step up and they just do a job. I think, it's, I, I, think I just see the Roosters running away with it. I think they're benched, though. Sam Walker, he comes on, he'll probably score. He seems to score a lot. Isaac Liu, Freak, but then the other two, Egan Butcher, Fletcher Baker. Look, they're not... The Egan one. Butcher's been good. I reckon he's going to be a player of the future. I, I think he's been really good. He's been, he was one targeted by a lot of clubs as well, and he decided to go to the Roosters, so... Uh, mate, that whoever the Roosters pick, they're going to play a massive game, and I, I think they easily beat the Titans. Hopefully, the Titans plus. Titans bring on Anthony Don last second, get him in the starting team. Go the Don. King. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, this will be Don's last game in my eyes. This is just how I see it. It's just Roosters win. You look at every matchup. I think you look at the back line, like you guys mentioned. I mean, Teddy versus Jaden Gamble. I'm sorry, but Teddy wins that. All day. You look at the rest of the back line, Tupu, Morris, Kieran, Ikuvalu. You look at the other side, Sammy, Kelly, Herbert, Thompson. Yeah, young young side Titans have, but I think the experience will be just all it takes to beat these guys. And if the back line doesn't beat them by absolute chance, do you look at the Ford pack? Yeah. Hargraves and Crichton coming back, huge. Like, Radley. I think – and oh, sorry, and Radley. And you look at those names and you go – Look at Wallace, Rain, Fodawaka. Big Tupanua fan. Yeah, I mean, big fans of, you know, a couple of players in that uh, forward pack for Gold Coast. But you look at Roosters and you go, they're going to absolutely roll them up the middle. That's how I just see it. And I think Verrills has really taken on that role. Um, I think I see him being a player of the future as well. And Radley's just been consistent as ever. Crichton. Explosive. So thirteen Hargraves, plus. Hargraves just brings on just all that aggression that's necessary. And for all I know, he gets suspended off the back of this game. But at the same time, this game they'll roll him thirteen plus. Yeah, throw it all in. I'm with you. I'm taking. The, I'll take the Roosters line. Chuck in Tupo, Adam Kieran to score a try or something. I think the the Roosters are probably in for a bit of a field day for this game. Unfortunately for the Titans, but another good game. It's going to be the Panthers and the Latrolis Souths. Uh, Panthers a dollar twenty seven. Souths three eighty. The lines uh, bang on ten and a half. A dollar ninety a piece. Look, the Panthers are bloody impressive. They they went out full strength last week. They were very good against the Eels. Obviously. We've got Blake Taft playing fullback for uh, Souths. Alex Johnson's on the wing. He has scored 18 tries in his last eight games or something, so he's probably a lock to score a try at some point. But this Panthers team, freaks. Burton's there, Toto's there, Dylan Edwards, Crichton, Momorowski, Good Harves, Leota's a freak, Coruscant's a freak, Fisher-Harris is a freak, Kickow's a freak, Capewell. Yeah, and Pengai Jr., Tom. Pengai Jr.'s been – I think he's scored two tries already for him. So, look, I think – and I love South. I really do. South, I'm a big fan of South. I've always liked the team, but I think the Panthers will run amok. And they've and then South um, have had 50 put on them a few times. Well, I I think, like, the last game these two played, I thought South actually played better, but I think Latrell was massive in that game. Um, and then Cleary basically won it on a couple of bombs. And then you take out Mansell, you take out – Latrell and you put Taff and Paulo, they're in for a massive night. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Johnson ends up going to fullback because I reckon Cleary's just going to pepper him with bombs all night. Yeah. Um, I, look, you can't underrate what this South team have done. They're, they're, a, they're a really good team. I just think Penrith are just way too good, though. That Penrith are just better. I mean, to have Pengai Jr. coming on for either kick-out or Capewell, it's just a luxury. And even leaving someone like Charlie Staines out because you got Burton, Momorowski, Crichton, Toto, Dylan Edwards, they've been playing massively, Penrith. Um, I think they went 13-plus. Um, and, yeah, do it easy. What do you think, King? They dominate. They, they just dominate. I just think... And Tom is probably right saying that Johnston ends up being fullback. I just can't imagine, I mean, personally anyway, I just can't imagine Tarf filling in to, for Luttrell in a in a final. And, I mean, there's some proper big shoes to fill. And I'd imagine that Cleary, yeah, just targets Jackson Paulo's side all, all night. I just think all night they'll just keep kicking it that way and he'll probably end up costing the game. I think those two players is enough to suggest for me that Penrith just run away with this. I mean, the four pack alone, I mean, they could, I, I reckon it, they can more or less hold their ground South, but saying that, I think, yeah, I think the, the backs will really decide this and the level head by Cleary with the likes of the rest that you've named. Yeah. I think they'll just prevail and they'll, they'll just win easily. Yeah, I I tend to agree. So, all right, Panthers to win. The last game is the Eels and the Knights. So, look, the Eels dollar thirty eight, the Knights three ten, the Lions seven and a half. So, look, the Knights, the Knights have never done it for me all year. The Eels as well. The Eels were actually quite good when they beat the Storm. But there's a few key matchups. I get that. We got Guffo and Ponga. That's good. Um, Kurt, man, please, Bradman Best. He hasn't done nothing this year to me. I love Fergo. He's one of the greats. Fergo's on the wing. Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, they've been playing pretty well, as has Jake Clifford. I think Jake Clifford's been a great inclusion for the Knights. Piercy's there. And then, look, the forward packs are pretty – they've both got some really good players. So I'm I'm a bit none the wiser with this game. What do you think, Tom? Mate, I really want the Knights to win um, from the Hunter and a big fan of this team. Um, but I just – their attack's just been woeful. When you got Pierce, you got Ponga, you got Bradman Bass, like you really need to be scoring some pretty good tries all through the year. And I just don't think they've got it in them. Um, something's not right there. They just haven't been gelling, whether it's been all the injuries they've had all year um, or not. But this is probably a team, this is probably the best um, 17 they've had this season, just with all the injuries and everything. But in saying that, Parramatta, they beat Melbourne. They re- got to rest a lot of players. I reckon they're going to be coming in really well. Um, they don't have a number nine either, similar to Manly. They had um, Joey Lusick out with the injury. So Ray Stone sort of got a – he's been playing back row for him, going into hooker. And um, that's going to be a bit of a bit of um, uh, shit for them. But I, I still think Parra win. I really want Newcastle to win. I just don't see what where they do. Uh, one thing I will say, Knights do play well during the day. They've had a lot of stats that say they go really well in the day. But uh, I just, and in Rocky, it's I don't know. I just I can't see a world in where the, the Knights win. I just think Para do it. Yeah, I tend to agree. What you reckon, King? Yeah, Knights have just been so. I mean, they're they're two inconsistent teams. 
uh, on the back end of the season, especially they they win, they lose. I just think that Parramatta just are too strong. They just match up better. I mean, even on the on their best day, the Knights, I this season anyway, I don't think they do beat Parramatta in my eyes anyway. Like I think just the matchups, you look at it. I think Fergo will probably have an absolute field day. I think the the fact that they rested all these players off the back of Melbourne and them defeating Melbourne a couple of weeks ago means that they wanted to get their mind game set heading into these finals. If they've done everything right, accordingly to Brad Arthur's plan, I just don't see them losing full stop. Um, yeah, I, I think they'll cover that line of seven and a half. I think, yeah, I think they will put points on. Uh, one thing that the Knights haven't really been able to do is defend teams on their line all too well. So I'd just imagine just a comprehensive victory by the Eels. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a little whitewash that game. All right, let's uh, let's come back with a multi. All right, I'll go first for the multi. Um, I'm going one per game. The first game, I'm going Ruben Garrick player performance to score ten plus points. You're getting two dollars fifty for that. Into the Roosters game. Roosters minus 11.5. Adam Kieran to score. Uh, Penrith, I'm just taking them with the line. Minus 10.5. And And for the last game, the Parramatta game, I'm taking Parramatta minus 7.5 and Fergo to score. You are getting pretty much 50 to 1. Kohai. That's juicy, Thomas. That's real juicy. But um, I've just kept it simple, boys. I've just gone with the, the lines that we just spoke about. And I just think that it's just a... I don't know. I just don't see too many upsets coming this weekend. Um, so I'm just going with the money and mainly with the plus eight and a half. I think that's real juicy. I think it'll be a tight defensive contest. Uh, Roosters with the 11 and a half start, a negative start. I think they'll thrash Gold Coast, to be honest. Uh, Penrith, likewise, negative 10 and a half start. They'll smash South and Parramatta. Can't believe it. Seven and a half start against. Newcastle, I, I think that's just going to be an absolute whitewash. So, yeah, all, all together, a bit over, let me have a look, 12 bucks. Okay, Thomas. Um, similar to both you guys, I think um, I think there's a couple of blowouts this weekend. Roosters 13+, plus, Penrith 13+, plus, Para 13+. Plus. <laughs> um, I'm going all three of them 13+. Plus. Uh, I just, I think the three of them win uh, pretty easy. And as much as I'd love to do Melbourne 13 plus as well, um, I think it's going to be a tight game. And I think Ruben Garrick scores a try. I still think Melbourne win, but I don't back Melbourne to win. So um, just doing Garrick to score? Just Garrick to score a try. That gets you about 22 bucks. Beautiful. Some good odds. Um, all right. Anything else, Thomas, from NFL? Yeah. NFL kicking off tomorrow. Um, Tampa Bay playing. I reckon they're a good thing to cover the line. Um, yeah, a couple. Of, I've done all right the last few years picking a winner, and I reckon Green Bay are going to be a tough one to beat this year. So I'll say um, have a bet on Green Bay, and they'll keep you at least interested. Thirteen dollars, uh, Green probably, Bay. Yeah, one week before the finals, they usually choke, so um, they'll at least keep you interested all year. Do you know any you any, any futures? Any futures, Coey? I can't believe Tommy's broke. Green Bay. I mean, with all the drama that's going on over there, I just don't know. What they're gonna, I just don't think that they're going to be even remotely close to the Super Bowl. That's how I see it. Um, 
What would, would it surprise me if Tampa were towards the finals? No, not at all. Seven like bucks. Bowl. But I don't think they'll win it again. I, I mean, I haven't dissected the form entirely into the draft picks and who's been picked in the 52-man squad and everything else. But I just think that for tomorrow's game, anyway, Tam, Tampa will win. I think well, they'll cover the if you, cover the If line. you want to ruffle on Cully, depends on the rookie quarterback, but... The Patriots, I reckon they turn it around. They get a lot of their defense back this year. And they're, I think, $34. They're probably another one uh, you could entertain to keep you at least interested this season. I don't, I don't mind that. I think um, Patriots, are, oh, I reckon, I don't know what the price is, Tommy, but I wouldn't necessarily go for the Super Bowl, but I reckon the um, the division, that yeah, could not be a bad. bet. That could yeah. be a bet. Mac Jones is touted to be something... Much like, uh, I mean, it's it's early doors, of course, because he only pick, got picked last year. But um, he is like a underestimated kind of Brady type, from what I can. Well, what you, I, you'd what have to hear, think so. as well. Belichick, um, seeing Brady win one, he wants to uh, at least prove 100%. his legacy is pretty good. So I reckon it'll keep you interested. But I still think Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Um, now this finally going to support him. Apparently, um, he might turn things around and. Even if he's got no one with him, he he's the sort of guy that can carry a team. So I at least think he'll give you a good watch all year. I think I think they'll be amongst it without you know without a doubt. Like them in Minnesota, I mean that's a divisional rival. But I think saying that uh, Minnesota's been put quite good, but Green Bay will be at a better odd and better price. So it's not it's not a bad shout. Um, speaking of NFL, before we wrap, how good are those um those college? Theme song videos that are doing been doing the rounds. I think um, LCU was like Enter Sandman. Another one was House of Pain. Jump around like fuck, they're amazing. Yeah, it'd be nuts. Um, I, I I've been a couple of NFL games. Um, and even tailgating at a college game once, and it, it's just a different side over there, man. Like just just the way they get behind sport is just unreal. I'd um, couple of things on the bucket list to do over there. Sure, when um, the world opens up again. Cool. All right. That's NRL. Um, look, best of luck to both of us for tomorrow night or Friday night. Uh, either way, we're not out. Uh, either way, however the game goes. But good luck. Hopefully no injuries. And good luck on the punt, boys. Go on, mate. Go to the storm. Go, <laughs> no, you don't. 13 plus. Thanks, boys. Bye.